Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence, Episode 7 Creativity and Strategic Leverage. So, creativity is one of those topics which I never know where we're going to go with the topic. Most people who come and work with me on some level want to be more creative, they want to increase their leverage in various areas of their lives, usually including their business. How can we leverage profits? How can we leverage effectiveness? How can we leverage goodwill in the organization with our customers? How can I leverage my quality of life? And in order to do any of those things, creativity is involved. Well, I say creativity is involved. I'm assuming that when people want to do this, they want to do it in, in a way which suits them individually, very specifically, rather than simply taking a, a well-worn strategy that somebody else has tried and tested and simply following that with no tailoring. I'm assuming that what we want is something very specific to us. Now, for that to take place, we have to be creative in a way that is specific to us, which fortunately is the only way to be creative. Some people say creativity is spirit in action. Now, I like that because what that does is it takes it away from any specific application. It, it takes it into a realm of uh, the, the unknowability of spirit and the way that manifests in action and, and then in outcomes. So what does that mean when we're looking at leveraging our lives and when we're looking at, at being more, more effective, uh, more creative, more productive? What it means is that we want, we want to look at wh what is the channel from our spirit to the outcomes that we want? Is that an open and clear channel? Do we feel free? Do we feel um, able and that we have the capacity to really connect with what we want and really connect with what our spirit feels and requires, desires and has a passion for? Are we connected to that? And once connected to that, do we have the space to actually respond to that connection and carry it forward into the way that we interact with the world? Or are we in a state of disappointment and exhaustion, which means that it's hardly possible for us to even be aware of what it is that we want? Or are our lives full of distractions, burdens, problems and issues, which means we don't have any space to be creative and to bring about what we want. How about, how about our own state of being? Are we in a state of stress? Are we in a state of relaxation and equanimity? 
Are we physically tense, tied up in knots? Or is our energy flowing freely through our minds, through our bodies, in such a way that our creativity can also flow? This is why looking at our well-being, our sleep, our nutrition, exercise, all of these things has a direct bearing on our creativity. Are we in a situation where we can be creative? Or are we in a situation where what we really want to do is get out? Like that great song from Lou Reed about living in a small town. He said the only goal that you have living in a small town is to get out of the small town. He does it much better than I just did. Worth listening to. Because it really sums up that experience of being stuck somewhere you just do not want to be, where there's no scope no possibility. And there's a kind of a trapped feeling. Are we feeling trapped and stuck? Or are we feeling that there's there's a possibility for what is new and desirable and what we want to take place? One of my favourite metaphors for creativity, and, and in fact, um, w- when we're working with creativity, we often work with metaphor. Because creativity is one of those intangible things, like spirit is intangible. You can't measure it. All you can measure really is outcomes. You can measure activity, but you don't know how creative an activity is until you look at the outcome. Whether the outcome is a thing of beauty or whether the outcome is um, the removal of of a difficulty or a problem or whether the outcome is is, uh, some sort of deliverable. Whatever whatever the outcome is, that gives you an idea of whether or not you were being creative. But how could you can't measure creativity? And equally, you can't dictate how it's going to take place. However, there are numerous metaphors for creativity. And one of my favorite metaphors is dance. And I'm talking specifically about uh, freestyle dance, what some people call conscious dance, where your movement is entirely Um, undirected, entirely responsive to how the energy is moving in your body and in your spirit. Now, some people find dance as a metaphor very useful because they actually engage in it as an activity and they find that it really helps them release their creativity. To some people, that's not an activity they want, want to be doing, but they can still conceptually use it as a metaphor. So anything in your life which which assists you and supports you to remove uh, directedness, self-censoring, self-manipulation, self-limiting, any activity or behavior, even if that behavior is doing nothing, anything like that will help you release your creativity. So if you reflect on your life right now and consider how well set up am I to be creative? Do I know what I want? Am I connected to it? Do I experience some passion around that? Do I have space to be creative? Am I in a situation where I feel the possibility of being creative and the desire for that, the openness? Am I in a fit state to be creative? physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, 
or spiritually even. So how am I in relationship to all of that? And in my life, what am I doing in my lifestyle that supports my creativity? Am I dancing, walking, meditating, cooking? Some people find cooking a great meditative activity which releases creativity. People always talk about coming, thinking of things, brilliant ideas in the shower or in the bath. How is that? Is that perhaps because we are taking that space for ourselves? We're, we're receiving the gift of the hot water pouring down our bodies. We're, we're connected with ourselves physically. We, things can come up, flow up from the depths within us and come through. Some people use dream programming where you clarify a question just before you go to sleep and you ask that question and you wake up in the morning and and you have an answer or you have some further insight on that question. If you're already successful and in, in a position of influence, you will already have been creative on many occasions. And that creativity that you will have employed will be your own particular brand of creativity. Even if what you've done is take on methods that you've learned from other people, it's the way you took those on, it's the fact that you chose to take those on, that you recognise the value in those, and that you found ways to apply those in your particular situation, in a way that's unique to you, that allowed you to then be creative. And as a leader, how are you supporting and facilitating others to be creative? Are you encouraging them to have activities and and behaviours and and to spend time on things which help release their creativity? Are you recognising when they bring something forth that is uniquely brilliant from them Perhaps something that you wouldn't have thought of, perhaps something that you might not at, at first agree with or, or actually recognise as, as of value. Are you stretching your imagination to actually recognise when they're being creative in ways that you could not have foreseen? Are you allowing and encouraging them to be more creative than you are? This is one of the biggest challenges, isn't it? To have people around us who are more creative than we are in certain ways. And are you recognising and valuing in yourself and in others both innovative and adaptive creativity? I don't know if you are familiar with those terms. Innovative creativity is what happens when you create something from scratch. You come up with brand new ideas. You do something for the first time. Adaptive creativity is when you take an existing situation and you tweak it in a creative way that causes a much, much better outcome. Now, both both of these forms of creativity are immensely important. And in fact, although many leaders say what they want is for everybody in their organisation to be more innovative, in fact, they probably don't. 
Because when everybody in your organization is innovative, everyone's always making everything up from scratch. Everything's, everyone's always inventing everything from new. And you don't want that happening all the time. Even if your organization has a, a, a significant R&D component, you still want the adaptively creative people who know how to take things and, and turn them into a form to make things happen who know how to take a new idea that one of the innovative people has come up with and work out which of your existing processes and protocols they can use and adapt to bring that new idea into into life. Most organisations really require more adaptive creativity than innovative. And even in their most innovative people, What they really want is for those people sometimes to be more adaptive. And to give you a bit more of an idea of the difference between those, if someone is highly innovative in their creative style, other people might find them kind of scary and unnerving, possibly dangerous, and possibly even um, malevolently mischievous. If someone is highly adaptive, other people might find them Um, plodding, predictable, boring, intransigent, stubborn. So you can see that if you've got a mixture of these creativities, which we all do, by the way, we all have innovative creativity and adaptive creativity within us. Most of us are somewhere on the scale. I'm somewhere around the early 80 percentile of innovative. So I'm somebody where one of my failings is uh, if if there's a way that something could be made up from scratch, I will do that. Even if it's completely unnecessary and perhaps counterproductive to do that. The number of times I've found on my computer several different versions of something that I've just redesigned when it was just really not necessary. And when it comes to the more adaptive tasks, those are the ones I'll resist and and probably spend longer resisting them than actually just simply getting them done. But what it also means is that when I sit down to create a podcast, I I can look at what I want to talk about on the podcast and I can just talk about it without needing a, a script, without needing a lot of thought through ideas because I'm good at coming up with new ways of talking about things because I'm highly innovative. And it also means my line of work really suits me because I'm regularly meeting new people who are unique and who have a unique situation. And so for me, it's an exciting, new, interesting thing to get my head around understanding those people, listening to them, understanding their situation and what they want and helping them to create something that's never been created before. Even if it's an adaptation of what they already had done. So for me, that's inspiring and interesting. Whereas if I was highly adaptive in my creative style, I would find that just terrifying. I would find it completely impossible and implausible. So you can see there that we all have, we're all in different places on that, on that creative scale. 
So if we want to be really creative, what we want to do is recognize in each situation that we're in, does this require adaptive creativity? In other words, does it require me to do some analysis and review of the current situation and look for economical ways to tweak that, to adapt perhaps to a new situation and bring about better outcomes? Or is this a situation which is calling for my innovative creativity? Is it calling for me to wipe things clean, start again, create something brand new? Or is it a mixture of the two? So when you're working with your board, you can give them some guidance and say, look, we need to be innovative with this. And this is why I think that's the case. Or we need to be more adaptive with this. And this is why I think this is the case. Or in many cases, we need to be both. So who are the people on your board who are, who are more on the adaptive uh, end of the scale when it comes to their creativity? And who are those who are more towards the innovative end of the scale? Those are the people to, to ask to run with certain projects. If, if the project calls on a great deal of adaptivity, get one of those people to lead the project and vice versa with the innovative projects. So we've talked a bit about looking at our own creativity, looking at our own state, our own connection with what it is that we want, or how much space do we have in our lives. Are we in a situation where we feel we can be creative? And then as leaders, are we recognising the need for adaptive creativity and innovative creativity? Are we creating opportunities for our people to be creative? And are we being strategic in the way we use adaptive and innovative creativity on our projects? So if you really want to explore your creativity and and really delve into how you can make it even more effective. You can look more into adaptive and innovative creativity modes. You can look into self-recognition and understanding your own creative patterns and processes. And you can, you can tap into the use of courage in relationship to those. You can explore and research further state of mind, body and spirit as creative assets. You can explore how to maintain a creative state and when and how to rest from a creative state. You can look into how to use experience and data in alignment with and in association with your creative process to really enhance your strategic mindset. You can look at paths of least resistance, wormholes and trigger points. You can look at laziness, skillful will and how to use epiphany to be creative. These are all things that you can look up and explore or that you can talk to me about. If you'd like me to go into any of those particular points in more detail, and particularly if you've got a, a live situation where you'd like to be more creative, send me, send me an email 
and ask me about it and I'll talk talk about it in a future podcast episode. I will, of course, hold anything you say as strictly confidential and I will speak about it anecdotally only. So I mentioned dance as a powerful metaphor for unlocking creativity because creativity is both a natural phenomenon and is also an aspirational outcome. And it affects everything in our lives and it is affected by everything in our lives. Our minds and bodies are both inevitably involved in our creativity. So if you'd like to read an ebook that I wrote about this, you can find it on yesyounow.today slash dance. That's yesyounow, Y-E-S-Y-O-U-N-O-W, dot today, T-O-D-A-Y, slash dance. And there you can get the ebook. It's actually called Why People Think They Can't Dance and How They Probably Really Can. And what this ebook is really about is why people think they can't be creative and how they probably really can, using dance as a metaphor. So whether or not dance is your thing, this ebook, although I say it myself, is really quite insightful. It's highly illustrated, it's quite fun to read, and it doesn't take long. So that's yesyounow.today slash dance. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the ebook and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.